Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. And this is going to be the best introduction that I've ever given for anyone on the history of the podcast. I asked this young man before we started, I said, uh, is there any titles that you have? And this is his actual title, the longtime guy that's run JP's businesses forever. Um, so please welcome to the uh, show, Mr. Luke Jacob Ellis. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being here. And I want to, I want to jump right in because, um, you know, I sent a text message out to you probably about, it was probably about four or five years ago. And it was a, it was kind of a shot in the dark. Um, at the time you were president of Paul Mitchell and John Paul Mitchell systems. And I sent out a text message and I I, I listed off what my business was, um, what I was doing and that I wanted some mentorship. I swear to you within 45 minutes, you responded back and you said, yeah, anytime. Why is that so important to you to mentor younger people? Well, first of all, thank you for the introduction and, uh, uh, and, and thank you for uh, being a buddy for, for all these years. It's uh, been a good ride for me too, Kelly. Uh, why do I like that? Well, I, you know, we, have, we all have certain skills. Uh, if I can use some of those skills to help others in the industry, so be it. And, uh, and, and, and I would like to help. And I, I think that the area in the salon industry that I probably can help the best uh, to anybody who asks, and, and I've done it, you know, repeatedly through the years, is to help with their financials. You know, at the end of the day, all businesses run on money. Uh, without it, uh, you, you don't get anywhere. It's great to be able to to give back. It's great to be able to share. It's great to be able to to be creative. But if you don't have a fu- fundamental foundation of of money, then none of that is going to be done very long. You're not going to be able to continue to to have a, a, a business to be able to do those things if you don't understand the bottom line. So that that's always my passion. I, I think that's what I've always brought to uh, John Paul Mitchell Systems is that that uh, financial control and, and understanding money and understanding the ins and the outs and, and the, the, whether it's an income statement or a balance sheet. Um, and it, where I can help somebody in the salon industry, that's the best way I can help them. I, I'm not a creative guy. Uh, I, I'm surrounded by great creative people. I mean, uh, you, you learn to, to hire well and hire smartly. But um, th- those are the areas where I, I think I can help the individual salon or stylist or whatever it is financially. And, you know, as we all know, I think it's certainly not a secret. I mean, I, I think we should openly talk about it is that that's an area where salon owners are often get themselves in trouble. So um, wherever there's help available, they should go seek it. And, and, but understand it. Don't, 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 you know, don't run away from it or I hate to do this or it's, you know, it's not fun or whatever. Okay, I get all that. But at the end of the day, if you don't have strong financial foundation to your business, it's just not going to last very long. And the time it during 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 the transition from wanting to do a good job to the end, it's going to be painful. So just deal with it. Just just deal with it. It's not listen, take it from a simple guy. It's not brain surgery. Right. It's numbers on a piece of paper. Don't overthink this. Right. If you can basically add, subtract, multiply and divide, you, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. And I, I would give one other bit of advice to salon owners <clears throat> and, and stylists is that if you absolutely 
can't deal with it, find somebody who can for you. But it's a got to do. You must watch your numbers and you must stay financially above water and, and, and make money. If you don't make money, then you don't have the things to donate to and give away. John Paul gives away a, a, a ton of stuff because he, he has now a ton of money to be able to do it with. <laughs> but at the beginning, he didn't get to do that. Right. He, because he, he was making sure his business was uh, uh, had to had to stay afloat. Then once he got his little pile, then it starts to work. But you got to have that foundation. You got to have that financially uh, solid foundation to your business. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, now's the time to do some shameless promotion. This episode is brought to you by Squeeze Dried, a delicious, no-hassle way to get superfoods, vitamins, and nutrition. SqueezeDried.com. It's also brought to you by Cardenas Law Group, a high-level boutique law firm for all your personal injury needs. That's CardenasLawGroup.com. Thank you so much again for listening. Hopefully, you're continuing to enjoy the episode. So Luke, I want to go there because, and this is a thing that you're probably one of the most humble guys that I know. And, um, you really were one of the, the, the most important instruments in taking Paul Mitchell from where it was into a multi-billion dollar business. And so can you talk about that from the foundation? I mean, you were, you had just, you had just started to explain on it, started to touch on it, but I want to dive in of when you know you're good at something, like a creative good at something that you bring in. So when JP brought you in, it really changed the game. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we'll go back to, to 1989. This is a, uh, the company was about, it was very early in 89. So the company was about eight years old. And uh, Paul, was, Paul was still alive. Uh, actually, Paul passes away in uh, late April and I show up in early May. So... <clears throat> While, while I'm going through the interview process, and to be honest with you, I, I didn't even know what John Paul Mitchell Systems was. I didn't know there was even a, a salon industry. I, I, I had I come out of Xerox. I had been 16 years with Xerox, and and I was a factory guy. I ran operations for him at their uh, electronics plant here in El Segundo, and and I was looking for a change because I could see that things were going on in that industry that. It just wasn't going to sustain itself in the United States, which, as it happened, it didn't. And uh, so a buddy of mine uh, 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 that uh, became a very good friend of mine because our kids were in school together. John Capra is his name. He's actually uh, the the co-owner of uh, John Paul Pet, along with John Paul. And so we became best of friends. And and he told me about this buddy he had that was doing real well in the in the hair industry. All right, that's cool. And but then, as uh, you know, the time goes on, and uh, he he tells me about uh, the, how well the company is doing, but it needs some help. It needs uh, it's growing so fast, and in those days, it was doubling its business every year, if not more. And uh, and it was a great sales marketing company, and and JP was running the sales side of it. And Paul was running the the creative side and the hair side of it and the education side of it. But the inside, the machine part of the business was struggling at best. You know, John Paul had brought on people that as the business grew, it just got over their head. Well, my background with Mitchell allowed me to, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, my background with Xerox, Xerox, one thing they did real well was they trained well. And so I had plenty of uh, of uh, training and management and 
and people and, and, and financials and such. And so long story short, our common friend, John Capra introduces me to John Paul. I, I tell him I'm, I, I actually, when this conversation happened, I had given my notice to Xerox because, and, and I got a little bit of a severance package. So I had like six months to go find another job. Well, before I even leave Xerox, John, Johnny calls that week and tells me about his buddy and needs some help. And so anyway, I, I meet John Paul, we headed off and I start as the operations guy. And, uh, uh, and what I what what the company was doing it was selling by leaps and bounds, but there was no control, uh, no infrastructure. It was was kind of a wild. Uh, it was the wild wild west to say to say the least. And that's what that was my job. That was my skill set. John Paul had, uh, and by the way, let me make sure I under, you understand this. John Paul, very capable guy. He 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 really understands operations but he didn't have the time to, to work it because he's out selling and, and promoting like crazy. And Oh, by the way, Paul is passing away. So it really gets crazy in 88, 89 because uh, the, the guy whose name is on the bottle, Paul Mitchell is, is passing. Right. And so that was a very tough time there. And uh, so now Paul passes and, and that's obviously a big hit to the industry. Angus is too young to, to, to get involved at that time. So John Paul takes the, the forefront and he becomes the face. He was kind of the background guy and Paul was the face because it was the salon industry and Paul was the world famous hairdresser. And so that's where we start to get into sports marketing. That's where we're starting to advertise on TV. That's where we're, we're in, starting to be in magazines. That's why JP puts all of his efforts into promoting the brand and making sure the brand stays uh, paramount in the minds of, of the salon industry. And oh, by the way, it's starting to transition to the consumer. Now it's starting to get there. My job was to run the machine. And so within, within the year, he made me the general manager of the business. And, and I, I, I as, as he got comfortable, I picked up pieces, but my role was really manage people in process. And, and I would tell you to up until uh, recently, that's been my role. I run the day-to-day business. I run the machine on on the inside. So that's I, I think where my skill set was. It's organizational skills. It's people skills. It's uh, uh, financial controls. The the behind the scenes type of stuff. Uh, and let's just relate that to the hairdresser. I'm the I, I'm the uh, the guy who's doing all your ordering. I'm the guy who's controlling your money. I'm the guy who's making sure your checkbook is balanced. I'm the guy who's hiring for you. I'm the guy who's doing the interview. I'm handling your HR issues uh, while you're doing hair and promoting your business. Right? It's the same same idea. Fundamentally, I don't care if you're talking about uh, a, a business that does fifty thousand dollars a year. Or, or $50 million a year. At the end of the day, all those things you need to have. And it allowed him to focus on how he could be impactful the most. And it allowed me to, to do my thing and just keep that machine going. And I think that's why, I, 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 oh, oh, by the way, as years go by, he brings out even more and more people on t- in front. Robert Cromine come into play. Gene Bra at the time was there. Now we've got, you know, our uh, front people, Jason is great. Uh, Wynn is great. Uh, 
Uh, Michaeline is is great. We we have great people that present, and that's great for me because then I can keep staying in the back and just kind of do my thing, right? And and everybody else, yeah, go go get them, tigers, right? <laughs> that's that's their job, and my job is uh, uh, to to run the machine, and I, I and I'm I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Actually, uh, JP and I made a deal once where I at gatherings. And I would come up in front of in, in gatherings, and I would uh, say a few words during uh, one of the things. I I hate that. I I, I just never liked that. And I I said so. We made a deal. He said I, I I don't know what the trade off was, but here's the deal, buddy. Moving forward, I don't talk in front of big crowds anymore. You, you do it. Wynn does it. Jason does it. Robert does it. You know, I can go on and on. We got all kinds of great people. Michaeline does it. Uh, but keep uh, keep me off the stage, and and that's that's where I like to be. So, so keep uh, so kind of it in a nutshell. That's where I. That's how it developed, Kelly. I'm the uh, I'm the behind the scenes, run the machine, manage the people and process, and uh, allow the front uh, the 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 marketeers, the salespeople, uh, to go out and uh, and grow the business. So, Luke, where does this come from? I mean, were you raised in that type of environment? Because it takes so much strength to, I mean, you know that you you know your lane and you stay in your, you're the best at what you do. I was just reading a book by uh, Joe Calloway and he says to be the best at the things that matter most. And you are the example of this. And you don't have to have the shine. You don't have to be in front. You don't have to be any of those things. Where did this come from? Uh, was it was it raised in you? Were you did your parents nurture this or was it uh, was it nature? Um. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, whether it's we talk about your skill set or mine or Betty or Sue or Jim's, uh, there are certain things that were some of us are right brained, left brained, you know, th- those types of things. Uh, I, I think I'm I'm just a um, organized guy. I've always been since I was a kid. Uh, I was the guy with the paper route. You know, in those days we delivered papers and uh uh, I, I was the guy who, you know, at the end of every day, I made sure my papers were out. I collected my money. I had my little sheets and I was like 12 years old. My dad was a very organized guy. And um, so I, I think I, I had an, uh, I don't know if that's right brain or left brain, but I, I had a, a mindset for organization and numbers. So that helped me, by the way, I don't think I'm some mathematical genius guy because I'm not. <laughs> I mean, like I said before, I can follow. I'm, I'm organized to where I can follow follow the numbers and, and understand the process and all that jazz. But am I doing wild calculations in my head? No, no, no. Let's just keep, keep it simple. Yeah, let's just keep it simple. But I think the other part is, just like all of us, we have a certain skill set in, or skill set's wrong word. We, we, we all have different personalities, right? And so I've always kind of been a people guy. I think, you know, I, I come from, my mom and dad were born in Italy. I'm a first generation American. Uh, they came from a very poor part of Italy. I, I've been there many times. I know it well. I still have, I still have relationship, uh, relationships with family there. And I'm, I'm very proud of my Italian culture. Uh, and I think I'm most proud because of my dad and, and my mom and the way they brought me up in that typical Italian fashion. And, you know, all those those stories you hear about the 50s and the uh, 60s, uh, that's, I, that's the way I was raised. That's the way it was. So that family unit is very, very tight. So I'm very much into, uh, in our, in our uh, back to our business, 
call it family or call it team, making that work. That's just kind of kind of the way I tick. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and and like I said, I, I I think I'm a people I'm a, a, a people guy, and not that I'm a, a, an astrologist or or into all that, but I'm a Libra, and that always kind of said, you know, it's probably just the luck of the draw, but that, that's balance, right? Libra is the balanced guy. And I think I'm that way. So, so I, I, I think I, you know, I start out with these basics as a, as I'm as a kid and then I develop them uh, in school. I, interesting enough, my, I, I do have a degree uh, from CSUN, which is literally two miles from where I'm sitting right now. And um, my, my degree is in history and political science, right? So I had nothing to do with business there. I get back to the, you know, let's not get that, you know, trigonometry and all this high calculus. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at talking about world war two. I mean, I know all my detail there, but uh, uh, I just, I knew that when I was a kid, I, I wanted to have the ability to grow. And, and I, I still think this is true, true today. And I'll tell people this is that, you know, if you, you don't have to be the sharpest guy out there. If you work hard and you have good basic common sense, there are two types of education, right? Two types of smarts. One is the stuff you learn in the school. The other stuff is the stuff you learn on the street, right? Let's call it common sense. We'll call it street smarts. If you adapt those street smarts and 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 put them into the basics of, of a business, you're going to do pretty good. If you're good with, if you have good relationship with people and truly believe, and we and we believe this, and John Paul will tell you this, and I I, I was right in sync with him right from the start. <clears throat> Every company sells a product, whatever it is. If you're a salon, you're selling a great cut. You're selling you're selling a great color. You're selling you're you're selling making people look great. That's that's your product. <clears throat> and we have great products uh, also. Uh, and so do many other companies in the industry. Let's just stay within our his, in our industry. But your number one asset is your people. And if you really, and it's one thing to say that and the other thing to really do it. If you really believe that and you really, uh, really work at that, that's going to be your key to success, right? And you have to do it not only in just a relationship, but also I'm going to get back to the money and the financials and make sure you're rewarding properly. That's all part of HR. You know, HR is a, is a term used that is so encompassing. There's so many things involved with that, which are promotions and salaries and benefits and training and education. And, and it goes on and on and on in the HR world, but stay focused on, on those people and making sure you're taking care of them and talking to them and communicating with them and make them part of the business. If you can build that team, your, your product is going to, you're, you're going to do just fine is utilize that asset called people to uh, uh, in any company. I don't care who it is. And, and don't just, don't just talk about it. You got to actually live and breathe it in a regular way. Here we go again with the shameless promotion. This episode is also brought to you by Piper Diamonds for all your jewelry needs. My necklace that I get complimented all over the country and all over the world, uh, my pennant was made by Piper Diamonds Company. This place is absolutely phenomenal. When you're looking for that special something for that special someone, Piper Diamonds is the only answer. It's piperdiamonds.co. 
And it's also brought to you by Kelly Cardenas Salon in Las Vegas and in Chicago. This is top-level service, guys, without the ego and hands down, the greatest shampoo experience that you will ever have in your life. This will create uh, an evangelistic uh, type experience. You will be talking about this for years and years to come. The wash house, uh, completely separate area, com- uh, different sound system, soundproofed, head, neck, and shoulder massage. You will be over the moon with your experience, and you can uh, schedule your appointment at kellycardinasalon.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So, Luke, when you were talking about street smarts, you said there's two types of education. There's the book knowledge, there's the street smarts. What I've learned over time is any successful business that I've ever seen, no matter if it's in the professional beauty industry or if it's anywhere, they're all signature to what they believe in. They don't have to believe in a certain thing. They do it with their own personality, and it's true to who they are. Can you talk about some street smarts that that prepared you to be able to deal with what you were dealing with with Paul Mitchell? Because most people look at Paul Mitchell and they say, oh, multi-million dollar brand is this huge corporate and I, I've, I know it because I've been around it for a long time. I mean, it's a handshake. Hey, how you doing? Like it's a hug. I mean, it's amazing, amazing company, but it's signature to who you guys are. So talk to us about some of those street smarts that you had to utilize early on and what were some of the specifics? Well, some specifics on street. That's interesting. I, I, I think where I, I would home in the most on the street smart thing is 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 figuring out how to get along with a variety of people. Um, the you know when when you're when you're dealing in the outside world, you're running into different people all the time. Trying to uh, get people to adapt to your style, I think I, what I learned a long time ago was adapt to try to adapt to the person figure out what makes the other person tick and um and it makes for a more enjoyable more enjoyable conversation i mean that's in a sense a bit of giving back is that uh rather than let's talk about me you know let's talk about you but some people do that and they go hey let's talk about let's not talk about me let's talk about you what do you think about me you know (laughs) that's the wrong approach So, so I, I'm more about, you know, it's like yourself. When I first met you, you're obviously an interesting guy, Kelly. So I, I want to hear you talk. I want to hear what's in your head. And uh, I, I, you know, I I think it's a very interesting comment that I've heard through my years. When you're speaking, you're not learning anything, but when you're listening, you're learning. Right. So yeah, I, I think I'm a good listener. Right. And uh, I think I learned that uh, just growing up with the kids and the family and all that jazz. And and then um, I, I guess the other thing is uh, you got to believe in the good nature of people. And and I think when you're bouncing around and you're me- meeting people through your life, you know, we can home in on the few that have been assholes or not very nice people or, or just jerks. I mean, they're there. Right. That we all have run into them. But uh uh, I, I, but you got to home in on the vast majority of the people you meet. They're usually good Americans. We're good. We're fun loving, easygoing, just want to enjoy life and, uh, and make a few bucks. And, and I, I've always believed that. And I think that's helped me there is that I, you can always find the spots if you look hard enough. Right. But, but, but why, why, why look at the spots, look at the, you know, look at the, the clean part or the good part or the, the, the fun part of people. 
you know, in the company, a, a, a gentleman by the name of Leslie Spears gave us this 25 years ago. Very basic, very basic fundamental uh, uh, guideline to, I think, any business. Have fun, make money, be number one, right? So have fun, incorporate your people and, and, and making a team and making it an effort and, and enjoying your work and, and enjoying that. Make money, as I said earlier, you got to make money. If you don't make money, you've got no, eventually you have no business and be number one. You should always strive for that. Why, why wouldn't you do that in your personal life? Uh, And even if you think you're, you're there, then go to the next level and take your, keep pushing yourself and your team and your company and your staff and your friends and whatever, enjoy life and, and, and keep looking for more out of it. And especially in your business life. You know, uh, I remember uh, JP said that he, when they were early on, him and Paul, his, their goal was to have a little money in the bank. Not they were, they didn't look to dominate the end. He said, I just want to get to the point where I can pay my bills on time. <laughs> that was his goal. And, <laughs> and it took him, I believe you can ask him this, but I believe it's like two or three years before. I mean, I, I, you know, I've known a number of people that were with him in those days and literally they, Wayne Clark, who I, I, I think, you know, Wayne, and he ran one of the biggest distribution distribution houses in the company. And he, and he said, uh, I, I always remember this where JP came in and sold him the, the first order. And, and here was JP and his sales approach and his high energy and very positive and blah, blah, blah. So uh, Wayne said, uh, uh, Wayne said, the story goes, he goes, he gave me the this deal and it was the three, three products or four products at the time. He's, and Wayne said, okay, I'll take, you know, 20, 20 cases of each, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, JP said, Oh, thank you. That's great. Could you possibly pay me in advance? <laughs> because I need the cash flow. One thing about John Paul, he very, if he has to ask, he'll ask the question. And Wayne said, Okay. And because what JP said, literally, he'd take that money and then go buy the bottles and go buy and pay the manufacturer. That was, those were the kind of years that he went through. But eventually he got there. Right. And, and, and then once he hit that plateau, then he went to another plateau. And I think we, we all, all should continue to do that. You've certainly done it right through the years that I've known you, 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 when you started, you were here, now you're here, then you're there. Uh, that that's a great way to run your life. Uh, and I, I think that's, that's part of, uh, uh, that's part of any successful business, but, you know, again, mission statements that we have one and, you know, but is our real mission statement is have fun, make money and be number one. Yeah. That's pretty, that pretty much wraps it up. <laughs> so again, keep it simple. Hand, and like you said, handshakes, that's interesting. I'll spend a minute on that, that back to the street smart, smart thing. You know, you, you do that in your life, right? When you're dealing with people, well, you're not really necessarily making financial commitments, but you're making uh, you're making uh, arrangements with folks, and and you're doing it pretty much on a handshake and a smile. And yeah, okay, let's do that together. Let's do this together. Well, for JP, it was is still isn't quite the same way because he's been on a different level now. But 
if anything, he, he had so many handshake deals that I walked into, it took me a while just to understand and figure them all out. Now, did every one of them turn right? No, unfortunately, no. Those, that bad group, those, those, those shitheads, if you will, <laughs> they're, they're there, and they, uh, uh, and, and some of them uh, did their thing. They, in JP philosophy, and my, you know, you deal with it. You, you uh, have to accept it, and then you move on. You don't carry the baggage, right? But you learn from it. And now we've gotten a little better at you know the the uh, the handshake thing isn't quite as relevant as, as it is because you know everything is on a bigger scale and and we're in much more complicated thing. But fundamentally, JP and would still do every deal with a handshake. That's his street smarts. That's where he understood when he looks you in the eye and he says you got a deal and we got a deal. He believes it. I mean, he, he's he's not he's gonna he's gonna live by it and he's gonna honor it and. Uh, uh, and so you got to learn from the street that that works the majority of the time. Every now and then you get you get shit on. You got to learn from that. But yeah, okay. But learn. Listen, mistakes. Things are going to happen, right? Understood. You can't you can't change them. They're done. But you can learn from them. Learn from what doesn't go quite right. Learn what goes good also, so you can improve on it and build off of it. But learn from your mistakes. Don't just sit and go, oh, and then not say to yourself, okay, I need to change this or I need to change that next time because I'm not going to get burned again. Yeah, that, that's, another, that's another pretty much common sense, street smart type of thing is you got you to survive. If you keep getting beat up, you don't do anything about it. Well, then you're, you're not going to get up very often uh, anymore in the future. So that's for sure. So, Luke, you talked about your family being first-generation Italian. Now, for anyone who knows a first-generation Italian family, it is not silent at the dinner table. Um, no. It is generally not a very calm, cool, collected conversations. They're very passionate. There's passion within all the stuff. How were you – like, tell us about some of the lessons that your mom taught you and even some of the sayings that she taught you to help you to be able to connect with people on the level that you do. Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I was just, I, I'm sure you've seen the movie green book. Um, uh, and I, those, that ending scene when they come in off the road and it's Christmas and, and, and actually the scenes before they walk in and there's all these uh, Italian Americans sitting around the table, Bona Natale, have Merry Christmas. And the, that's, that's the environment that that's the way it was. That, that was a very, very true scene. And, uh, and so, what did I what did I gain out of that from from my mom? I I think fun is uh, uh, is one. You know that that have fun bit comes from that that unity part of it. You know that uh, you, you get that 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 family unit, which by the way, every family has something in it that's not quite right. Every family has something right. <laughs> Because you've got people coming together and, and stuff happens over time. Not everybody is going to get along, even though if they have the same blood in their veins, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a perfect situation. It's how you deal with it, how you deal with it. And so and my mom, I, I, in Italian, she would tell me, because my mom really never spoke English. Uh, she, she, she basically spoke Italian all her life because she, when she came here uh, in the 30s, 
she just went into her Italian neighborhood and never had to speak anything but Italian. My dad had went to work and he was a, it was a different story. But one of the things my mom taught me was in Italian, she would say, say yes when it's, when it's uh, the easiest thing to do and say no. And uh, I, yeah, say yes and say no. In other words, what she would say is when you're dealing in a, in a, with a, a, a jerk, don't, you don't need to, you don't need to combat them. Just go, just, yeah, okay. I, I got, all right, all right. Yeah, well, no, but that's, that's okay. we we'll do that. And then just move on, right? Don't, don't be argumentative because one thing, if you want to, in an Italian environment, man, you can get argumentative, right? Uh, and so that's one thing I learned early on was uh, the, the confrontation part of it. Try to avoid that wherever you possibly can. And understand that not every relationship is going to be perfect. And, and that was my mom would talk about that and say, you know, what are you going to do? That's that's the way he is or that's the way they are. So you can either throw them out, but then you have to throw out the rest of the family or the, that other side. Or you can just find find try to find common ground, find something in common, find something where you can keep it going. And so you can have that in a family setting. You can have it in a work setting. Listen, you know, right? You have people working for you. I don't care if you have three people, three hundred people, or 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 more. Not everybody is going to get along. So, how do you deal with that? And you need to work through that and get people focused on not their individual issues, but the the bigger picture. In the company, the bigger picture is the company, is the business, right? So I'm not asking everybody, uh, I'm not telling you everybody, you have to get along with everybody. No, but you have to work together as a team. That you got to do, right? That's that's a got to do in our business, right? You, it, it doesn't get to affect the business. And I would tell you the same thing in family is that, listen, if, if Bill and, and Fred are not getting along, uh, Okay, but don't bring it into the into the uh, into the table, you know, because uh, that's not fair to everybody else sitting at the table. Uh, let's stay focused on having fun, right? Having fun. Uh, one of the one pr- principle. Keep it. You know, don't don't get caught up in the emotional me me I I he did they did. Wow, that stuff. You know. Uh, uh, JP's uh, JP's an artist at that. He's he's absolutely an artist at that. And if you knew his mom, which I did, he he's a product of his mom too. You know, she was she was uh, uh, she was the Greek side of him. He had an Italian side and a Greek side. And uh, Yvonne was a. If you met her, you could see she was just that fun loving, high energy. Um, uh, let, let's let's enjoy life type of person. You know, it's it's the Greek umpa, you know, uh, f- philosophy. That's the way, the way she was, and that that's the way JP is. He 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 can take uh, he can take a, any problem and find the positive in it. It's an, it's incredible uh, the way he way he can do that, and the way he deals with issues and and that have come into him. And he just has that ability to take it in and and just deal with it and let it go really really quickly. In thirty now thirty two years in in May <coughs> that I've been with him, I've only seen him upset twice, visibly upset. And it, and 
excuse me. And whether it's in the Paul Mitchell world or his other businesses, he's certainly gone through some gnarly stuff, if you will. Uh, and, and, uh, and only twice did I ever see him lose his cool. And neither one of them were financially impactful. They weren't like big money was involved. It was because people lied to him. People took advantage of the situation and that's what got him. Right? That's what took him off the money, whatever. Right. It, it, that, that That's secondary. Somebody broke their trust with him and, and he was so hurt. The hurt became anger for the moment. Literally he got angry. It was, it was on the phone this one time I can remember in particular and just went off on this guy, just went off on him. And he put the phone down. He looked at me. We kind of looked at each other because I had told him what the bad news was. And so he just, in JP style, picked up the phone, got uh, got into it with this guy, and sat down. He took a breath and he said, "Okay, that's done. Let's move on. What's next?" And literally, he went right back to that normal, positive, upbeat, high energy guy. I, it was he just flipped the switch back, and it it was it was an incredible thing to watch. And he never ever ever brought it up again, ever. He just moved on. That's a gift. Another pause for station identification and shameless promotion. This episode is also brought to you by Finley Cars of Las Vegas. I tell you, the next level in the car buying experience, and not only that, but the life of your car, the service that you're going to experience is incredible. It's Finley Volvo Cars. LV.com. And also brought to you by uh, Bling Shine Serum, the only product on the market that will add weightless moisture, strength, and shine, and the only uh, product that has the endorsement of my mama. When I showed her all the features and benefits, she smelled it, and she said, this is the greatest product that you've ever done. And I thought, mom, do you not uh, look at the features and benefits? She said, no, if it smells like that, it must work. And I tell you, every single woman needs a little bit of bling in their life, and this can be purchased at kellycardinasalon.com. Well, Luke, I believe you have the gift because I was just about to ask you that question. Um, it's the switch. I, it's, it's probably my favorite thing about you. And I've never got a chance to be able to tell you. And as much as we've been around and as much, I mean, we've been friends for, I mean, it's been 25, 27 years. Been and a long time. the thing that I admire the most is the switch that you have. You have this <clears throat> personable, I remember there was a time we were in New York and um, we were at the show. And I, at the time, I didn't know what your position was. I knew that you were Luke. You were awesome. You were always nice to me. And I went up and I said, and I said to you, I said, uh, Luke, you're the shit. And then you were like, and then, and, and I said, you need to say that. And someone walked up and you were like, I have the shits. And, I, and both of us just started dying laughing. I didn't know at the time that you were in the position that you were, but it was, you helped me to feel like you and I were just two guys just hanging out. But then there's this switch that Luke has that every single person that knows you in business that you have, once that switch flips, then you go into this mode that you are the the most brilliant businessman I've ever been around in my life. Talk to us about that switch and how you're able to manage that and how does that work in your marriage? In my my marriage? In your marriage, yeah, because, I mean, you can't go business (laughs) on your wife. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, I get it. I get it. All right, let me let me play with that for for a little while. <laughs> uh, 
the switch. Okay, so you know, as as I told you, my my style and people positive and high uh, the hardworking and and you know basic fundamentals and such. I get all that, and and I really want to to work with the team and 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 uh, move it forward as a unit. But there are times where I'm I'm certainly where you have to buckle down and have the, the direct conversation or the, okay, that's enough guys, right? This is what we're going to do. I, I don't do, my role has changed in the last year or so where now, you know, I, I think, you know, that we, we just, I'm, I passed the president title on to Jason Yates and I passed a CEO title on to Michaeline DeJoria and now I'm the vice chairman and I'm doing more consulting and advising and I'm, and, and, and I'm doing more of that all the time. But when you sit on top, you know, it can be a very lonely place sometime and you have to make decisions. And after a while, you got to know when the dialogue, you want the dialogue to continue, but eventually you the buck stops here. The, to me, the buck doesn't stop with JP. The buck stops with me. That was my role unless I felt it was something, you know, that affected him uh, where he, he should have the say, the final say in that. But most of the day-to-day business, the, if it came to me, the buck had to stop to me. And, and sometimes you just have to have that conversation of, okay, I've listened to everybody. Here's what we're going to do. Blah, 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 whatever, whatever the case is. Got it? Okay, done, move on. And, uh, and, and when it comes to people, at the same time, too, sometimes you just have to have that that discussion of, uh, of uh, okay, um, I, I hear you, but I, dis- I, I disagree, I, or I respectfully disagree, and, and this is what you need to do, right? And enough of this now, en- enough. And, um, uh, and you need to, you want to be that nurturing, positive team guy, uh, but you also have to be confident in your decisions and you have to be strong in your, uh, in, in your decision-making. And after a while, you got to be able to have that tough conversation sometime with people. <laughs> <laughs> and my best advice on tough conversations: <laughs> have them as soon as possible. Don't let them feed in your head, right? Uh, if somebody's out of line or not doing well or not doing something properly, don't let it fester and fester and then finally up deal with it. As soon as you have an indication, hey, can we talk? Live by praise in public, criticize in private. That, that's fundamental. But when those decisions have to be finalized or you need direction to move forward, make those things. You got to make them. And let people know in your way that it's the conversation's done now. We're moving on, right? <clears throat> so if, with my wife, that's... If you knew my wife well, she's a happy, fun, loving. She's a, she's an amazing lady. She she really really is very very smart, very good at everything she does. But and I say this, uh, I, I hope this doesn't get me or anybody else in trouble. But men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Right? Best book I ever read. Right? Without a doubt. And uh, we were probably and we've been married. This year, it's going to be 40, 48 years, right, together. And um, uh, and so I think the key, uh, and if you ask her, I think she would tell the same thing. 
what's been the key to the relationship? Our, I think it's our ability to laugh and, and have fun and, and, uh, and, and just have a good time in, with each other in life and, and everything around us, our kids and our family and all that stuff. <clears throat> but what I learned from the, the men are from Mars, let's use the example I just used. That's very much a guy thing. Okay. We're trying to solve the problem as soon as we hear it. Right. I, I, and we are, as soon as you're telling me something I, in my mind, I'm already formulating the answer. Right. And, and so I'll listen for a while. Some guys won't listen at all, but I, my nature is I'll listen for a while, but eventually it's like, okay, but he's a, he needs to do this or they knew that or that and blah, blah, blah. And, and my wife, a, a woman, I think she's, from what I've learned uh, with the women in my life, they, they like to communicate. They want to, they want to talk about it. They want to, they want to get it understood and really talk through it. And, and that's where, you know, that part in business where I've said, okay, enough, we're going to move forward. That doesn't always work at home. <laughs> so, so, uh, and, and, and she will let me know that, you know, like, you know, you don't always have to have the answer. Uh, I, I, I'm not even looking for the answer. Just listen to me. Okay. All right. I got that. And so I would tell you the last, the last uh, 30 years have been much better. I'm, I'm certainly not perfect at it, uh, uh, but uh, I, I learned to understand where she's coming from. And by the way, she read the book too, and she learned to understand from my end also. So now, does that mean that we? I sit there and go, oh, yes, yes, okay, please continue to talk. And, and she's going to go, yes, please give me the answer, right? It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. But at least we understand where we're, where, where we're coming from. And, uh, and that doesn't mean I'm going to change her opinion or she's going to change my opinion. But at least we understand where we're coming from. I think that's another key to, to people and, and understanding is, you don't have to agree with me, but at least understand where I'm coming from. And I, and when I talk to you, I'm trying to explain that. And, and I think people should understand that also is that, or you should understand that what people is, we're, if we're chatting about something like when you and I were talking about the numbers, I think it's important that, that you understand where I'm coming from, but also I've got to I've got to understand where, where you're coming from too. It's 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 a two way street, and then in that role I was advising you on on certain things. So you listen and and I, I let's just use something as an example. Listen, Kelly, here's your, here's what I see in this. Here's what I would suggest you do, and here's why. You know because it has this effect and blah blah blah. You have the, it's your business. So at the end of the day, thank you. I get it. Make me understand it a little more, maybe probe it. But, um, uh, but at the end of the day, it's your, it's your decision to, to make versus the ones where I'm, uh, where I'm at work and, and, um, and we, we need to make a decision on a program or a margin or this or that. And it, it's important to listen to where, where everybody's coming from, but eventually, okay. Bastamo. Okay, we're done now. All right, this is this is what we what we want to do. But explain it in a way that they don't have to un- agree, but they need to understand. You got to try to make them understand it, right? And uh, <coughs> no 
to me is an unacceptable answer. No comma, but, and give the reason why that's an acceptable answer, right? Don't, don't, uh, you know, it's like your kids. No, no, but uh, actually let me be careful there because <laughs> maybe, maybe that is where you end. But when you're communicating with people and adults, whether it's on a friendship basis or a family basis or, or, or in a business basis to just say, no, it's not good. But if I say no, but the reason I did it is because, or no, but we're going to, at least you understand where I'm coming from. Then you, then it's up to you to digest that. And, and by the way, you don't have to agree either, but you understand, right? And that's, that's the fundamental basis of so many things. Get on a level playing field. Listen, let's agree. It's okay to disagree. Right. If we have that fundamental basis in in in, uh, in 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 all those kind of relationships, every now and then that's going to happen, and let's understand that going in, and, and and then let's work those issues, and then of course you want to keep an open mind too. Is that, and I've done that myself. Is where you're with somebody and you hear a decision, and sometimes on at the spur of the moment, that's not necessarily the right time to bring that up. You know. It, and especially if it's if it's in a group, <clears throat> if you're if the person's asking for for input, then give it to them on the spot and be as honest as you can. But if it's it's a bit sensitive where you're coming from, have the conversation one on one. You know, there again, there are certain things that belong in a public arena, and there are certain things that belong in a private arena. And 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 remember that. And. And, you know, we, we all can do a little better job, I think, always of uh, controlling, um, controlling our emotion and not flaring it out. And, and by the way, nobody's perfect at it, but try to try to not create confrontation, especially in a group, wherever possible. Again, find balance, find understanding, find common ground, find uh, uh, listening and, and getting f where the other person is coming from. I think that's always always very helpful uh, in, in, as you move forward. Again, you learn that dealing with uh, dealing with uh, everyday life uh, back to the street thing when you're when you're that guy, a young guy or young lady uh, growing up, uh, you can you can go to battle every day or, or you can go to, to a, a, a fun, uh, harmonious, uh, positive day ahead of you and keep finding, finding the good in things, right? Finding the positive in things. So. so Luke, two last questions. Number one, I mean, coming from a first generation Italian family, um, most likely when you were growing up, you didn't envision you would be sitting where you're at now dealing with some of the deals that you're dealing with now. And so talk to us a little bit about a pinch me moment that I know you're a very calm guy, but we all have that lose our mind kind of like, even if it's in our head. And for me, like people always ask me, oh, when you're working and you get to do this or that, what do you want to do? Who do you want to meet? And for me, it was silly. I, I just, well, it's not silly to me. They said, what celebrity do you want to do, uh, take care of? And I said, Chuck Woolery and Wayne Newton. And everyone was like, why? And I said, because Chuck Woolery had all the game in the world on Love Connection. Like he was the man. 
And so it was signature to me. What is that, what is that thing? Take us to a pinch me moment where Luke was almost that li- like went back to a little kid, like kind of losing your mind in it, or do you just stay calm and everything? That's uh, initially nothing, n- nothing comes to mind. I, I, I think the very emotional moments uh, <clears throat> that have affected me are when I've lost close people in my life and I've lost a few. Um, those were very tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and some at a very, at young ages. So they, they were extremely tough, to, tough to deal with. But as far as uh, you're talking about the, the two examples you used, you know, famous people, I, I, I might, my, my degree, as I told you, was in history. So I'm very much a, a history guy. Uh, I always do well on Jeopardy when it comes to that, to <laughs> that role. And uh, I, if I look to people, not necessarily in my life, but the people that I admire and, and want to look at, th- they usually have something to do with something historical. The Winston Churchills, the the, the Eisenhowers, you know, I think of, uh, and this is going to sound what a silly comparison, but watching those two guys and what they had to accomplish and get done in World War II and the logistics and the bringing together and the, the utilizing of people and resource and managing their people and processes, it, it's just something to admire. And, and on, a, on a very much smaller scale, that's what I do. I, I manage people and process. I certainly didn't have you know, it wasn't a life and death situation. You know, <clears throat> you know, it, at the end of the day, we're in the shampoo business, right? We're not in the war business. So I, I'm certainly not going to uh, go, you know, even try to put myself in comparison to those guys. But on a much, much smaller scale, I, I, that's what we do when you run a business. And that's what they were doing. They were running things. But to do it at that level, wow, what, what amazing people these were you know, to be able to do those types of things. And I'm just in, I'm just in awe of, of people like that. And I can listen to their stories and read on them and, and understand them. And, and, you know, George C. Marshall, I just recently uh, sitting right there in, on the bookshelf, I just finished that book. And I'm always looking for those kind of guys that, that lead. Marshall is a great example, quietly behind the scenes, but, and then just got the job done. And his strength was, was, People and process manage those things, and you and you're going to do well. And I think you're going to do well in in your personal life there too. You, you know, there's a process, and there's people in that side of it too. So uh, that those those are my thoughts when you brought that up. Well, Luke, uh, I started the podcast because of my kids and uh, Maddox and McKenna, who are nine and twelve. And I wanted to take iconic people like yourself, and I wanted to show them that. You're not a superhero. You don't have different things running through your veins no. that you're a human no. being. You have a phenomenal attitude and incredible work ethic. If you could look into the screen and use both of their names, Maddox and McKenna, what advice would you give to Maddox and McKenna? Maddox and McKenna at 12. First thing you got nothing but a great life ahead of you. Enjoy every day. Find the positive everywhere you look. And, and, and work hard, have a good hard, solid work ethic. <clears throat> and, and if you just approach everything with, you don't have to be the smartest guy there, but care about whatever you get involved in 
put your name on whatever the company's name is along with it. That that's it. Once you get involved with them, you're committed to them uh, and, and have fun with it. Enjoy life, enjoy people, enjoy your surroundings, enjoy everything. The world is a, just a great place. And, uh, and there's so much opportunity there. And whenever there's a bump in the road of any sort, drive through that bump and get back to smooth road as quick as you can. And, uh, and you're going to do just fine. You know, stay, stay positive, stay focused and, uh, and, and enjoy your, enjoy the ride. Cause it's a great ride. It really is. Well, Luke, I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, now's the time. Uh, anyone listening, you, uh, if you got any value, you want to share it with every single person you possibly can. Also, you want to subscribe, click the links, do all the things that you know you need to do. But Luke, you are absolutely phenomenal. And I thank you again for your time. Thank you, buddy. All the best. Thank you for the kind words, Kelly.